0: Hi everybody and welcome back to yet another cracking installment of the Map Brown show. This is the Secrets of Fail series where we're talking to CEOs all about their epic business blunders, you know, the stuff they weren't put on their LinkedIn timeline unless they come onto this show. Uh, and nonetheless, uh, here we are and in the hot seat with us today is none other than Ryan Clark, the founder and CEO of a company that's hit hectic levels of scale, but also been around for almost two decades. Ryan Clark, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Privilege is all mine. So, Ryan, I'd love for you just to kick our kick us off uh, on this episode uh, with the elevator pitch. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, PeopleShare. What do you have to over there?
1: Yeah, and I think an elevator pitch should be uh, short, sweet, and very simple, easy to understand. We help people find jobs, so we're your traditional staffing agency, and uh, we place people in clerical, administrative, office type jobs, as well as uh, Light industrial
0: jobs. Uh huh. Um, and so you've been around for almost two decades. Um, it's rare to find a company—not uh, so impossible, but it certainly is rare—to find a company that's been around for so long that's weathered so many storms. What do you put that down to?
1: Well, when when we started the company, all the decisions that we made were long term thinking. Never thought about the short term. We always had a vision to grow this into a national company. So I think that when you think long term uh and 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 you do things that are probably short term counterintuitive, uh I think it breeds some pretty good results and and uh, we've been fortunate to weather a couple brutal. Brutal storms, a couple of tsunamis with uh, mm. Obamacare and, and uh, Great Recession and a lot of different things.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. It's a story for another time, I'm sure. <laughs> Ryan, what is your story of fail for our audience around the world today?
1: So I, I, I think it was Bill Gates that originally said success is a really poor teacher. So I think when you start to have success, you you, you just keep on trying other things and you, and you think you've got this – halo around you. But, um, you know, one of, the, one of the principles of good to great is to stick to what you know, focus and, and be laser focused. So I think it was about 2012, 2013, we we're doing so well with the staffing on the clerical and administrative and the light industrial side that we just thought, hey, we can do anything. Every, anything we touch turns to gold. So we founded our own IT, technical staffing company, and uh, never get out of first gear. And uh, I'd say probably after eight months, we were bankrupt. So that uh, certainly had a lot of egg on our face after that, um, but learned a, learned a really valuable lesson.
0: Mm-hmm. What did you learn uh, as a valuable lesson from that experience?
1: You know, there's so many so many reasons to stick to what you know. It's what you can be the best at. It's what your customers know you ask. And then all of a sudden, you just do a complete paradigm shift and. Everybody thinks staffing is is all under one umbrella, and I guess it is. But in my opinion, it's it's really segregated and really segmented. And just trying to do an industry that we didn't have the contacts, we didn't have the knowledge. More than anything, we didn't have the passion for it. Technical mm. isn't really my you know uh, my area of expertise. It's not what I was passionate about. Much more passionate about administrative clerical and light industrial placements than technical
0: mm. yeah it's such an interesting idea isn't it because you would be like ah, oh, recruitment staffing you know all like everybody needs people right so technically speaking or rationally you could say well you know it would you could easily expand into technical it resourcing you could easily expand into executive recruitment you could easily do all these things um, and as you pointed out you actually can't. Um, and so to your point, it is important to grow where you plant it.
1: Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So if you could go um, back in time, what would you do differently and why?
1: Well, you know, people say, hey, you learned a lesson, you lost a bunch of money, but uh, so I, I wish I'd scrapped the whole pro- uh, uh, project to begin with. However, what are the lost opportunity costs? So if we lost, I don't know, call it 1.2 million. That's probably about the number that I have. Um, but what are the lost opportunity costs, the lost branding opportunities that we had there? So it, it was definitely well, well into the seven figures of of a loss. So I would have scrapped the whole. Program and I think we all know that uh, that expression "physician heal thyself." I would have just taken my own advice and just focused on one thing, but uh, I kind of broke my own rule, Matt. Mm.
0: So, how how do you know what have you learned about when to say no to something like that? Because it's interesting when you are a. Uh, a CEO, a visionary, it's very easy to be romanced by the new shiny business unit, the new segment where you could, you know, potentially add more revenue or whatever the case is or, you know, own a new market because you, the big wig in admin staffing, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so when did what have you learned about when to pull the plug on something? Because I think it's important to innovate, but it's also important to know when things are not working.
1: Yeah, you know, I think all of us would agree with this statement is that the best advice in life that we've ever gotten has been really simple, yet profound. And a fellow CEO gave me, gave me this great advice one time. He said, if you think you have a problem, you do. So as soon as we start talking about it, so, as soon as we start thinking, maybe we'll want to uh, change course, that's when you got to do it. Yeah. So we all pull the plug at some point and we all pull the plug too late in the game. Um, but, uh, you know, I've, I've learned that lesson and I've gotten better and better and better at it, but you know, whether it's a venture, shiny object or a, or employee that's coming in, that's not cutting it, we're cutting them, uh, you know, before it, before it goes too many innings. Mm
0: -hmm. Ryan, what's your advice to other CEOs, uh, in terms of the importance of failure in business success?
1: Yeah, I, I, I would say that, that, uh. The, the quicker that you can chalk it up and just say, you know what, now tomorrow I've got to work extra hard. Instead of letting it get you down or, you know, wallowing on what what could have been. Uh, my partner and I said, man, that 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 company was just an utter disaster. Like we couldn't have made a dumber decision. Well, what are we going to do about it now? That money's long gone out the door. Well, tomorrow we're going to come back and and just light it up. Mm -hmm. So use that as fuel to say, oh man, my competition is now catching me because of that eight-month venture that, you know, I think I was losing it there for about eight months and just use that as fuel to say, I got to work twice as hard
0: tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great advice. And uh, tell me about, are there any books, tools, or resources that you recommend uh, other CEOs use on their journey?
1: So I I I do believe that the smartest people out there are always reading, always getting different, uh, 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 you know, different different lessons, different perspectives. Um, and I and I do believe you got to uh, alternate a little bit between just pure business books that are all pragmatic versus just some pleasure books. But there's this there's, uh, there's great guides out there. And I uh, and I don't know the website off the top of my head, but it was. Uh, the CEO's reading list for 2022 and you know, there's fifty books a uh, book a week I didn't, didn't quite get there, but I just used other resources about asking for advice on great books from other CEOs, but try to read at least 25 pages a night.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, it's just finding the time right to read a book a week
1: <laughs> you got to shut off the TV. You know, oh, I'm always watching the Bruins game or some sort of hockey game, but yeah. that's really not adding value. You've got to shut off the TV and start reading.
0: Uh-huh. So, you're a Bruins fan then?
1: Yeah, of course. Who yeah. is it?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, are you, are you bullish on the playoffs?
1: I've never been more bullish in all my years on one team really? winning the Stanley Cup than the Bruins this year. Mark my words, what's today's date? April 23rd? Uh-huh. They, they, they'll win the cup this year.
0: Huh great well i'm an avalanche fan because <laughs> i have sure to yeah sure so, yeah yeah exactly i'll be dropping you a note <laughs> for yeah. sure uh well that's awesome well look ryan thank you for being on the or in the hot seat today and uh, thank you for sharing you know your story of fail for our audience around the world appreciate you uh you've achieved so much man and uh, you know congratulations on all your success um and thank you for making a difference i appreciate you
1: yeah thanks <laughs> thank you